0: Good morning. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, We'll be talking about being thankful um, this morning. Um, So let's just have a quick word of prayer before we go. Father, thank you for your goodness and your grace and mercy that we experience every day. We do pray for continued healing for Mark. Um, We pray for Dick and for his brother. Um, as, uh, and his rest of his family as they need to make some difficult decisions. We pray for um, just your peace and your comfort and encouragement, Father, as um, Dick's brother spends, uh, it seems like, the last days of his life. Thank you that he is a child of yours. We know that when one of your children go from this life into the next, your word tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord so we know that dick's brother um, as he leaves in your timing from this life um, he will go right into the presence of his savior so we thank you for that may you comfort them and uh, be with mark and jenny encourage them we pray bless your word today father as we look into it we ask in jesus name amen uh my favorite uh, Thanksgiving story is about the mom who was trying to teach her little boy 05 five-year-old to say please and thank you and she knew that they were going to have a big celebration for <clears throat> Thanksgiving with lots of family members and wanted uh, their little five-year-old to be on his best behavior and so everybody gathered around the table and they all sat down and people were passing things around and the little five-year-old yells out really loud please pass the potatoes and mom says Jimmy, what do you say? And he said, hurry, instead of please and thank you. I guess it didn't take, so um, he wanted to uh, get those mashed potatoes as fast as he could. So this morning, we want to look at um, Thanksgiving and attitude of gratitude. If you have a bulletin or you don't have a bulletin, um, there's some in the back, I believe, and that we have some notes in there. You know, I hand out notes for two reasons, so that... um, Um, you can hear and see um, what is being taught and that the second reason so you could take it home you can look it over again you can look up the verses Um, it's always really important for us to make sure that not only we hear the word of God but we do the word of God Jesus said that he said blessed are you who know these things and do them so it's important that we do that so um Just a kind of a verse that that, uh, I got the title from um, is out of Colossians 4.2. You see that at the top. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving or an attitude of gratitude. We need to make sure that we are thankful, not just um, during Thanksgiving time. It's certainly a good reminder. uh, But we should be thankful every day of our lives. Uh, Throughout the the Bible, there's... um, variations of giving thanks and gratitude and and those kind of things are found almost 200 times. So obviously it's an important thing that we need to make sure that we're thankful to God for what he does in our life, even the most difficult of things. Thankfulness is an expression of acknowledgement and appreciation of God's person, of his grace, of his blessings, and of his sovereign work in our lives and in our world. So when we are thankful, we're acknowledging who God is. And so that's so very important. So what are some general reasons that we should be thankful? Number one, it honors God. Being thankful honors God. When we're thankful, we're acting on the reality that God is the source and means of our existence. Um, In the book of Acts, it says that we have our life, we live and move and breathe because of God, because of his goodness, because of his grace. True thankfulness recognizes our dependence on God, realizing that everything going on in our lives and all that we have is the product of God's sovereign control, infinite wisdom, his purposes, and his grace. And so being thankful honors God, and we need to make sure that we're doing that Um, at all times the second reason general reason is because it's commanded in scripture that's one of the best reasons is because the bible tells us that we should be thankful again in those 200 almost 200 times over and over and over it tells us there's examples about that we need to be thankful the psalms are filled with them i think there's over 60 times that the psalms talks about thankfulness to god um Just a couple of examples in the Old Testament. One verse that I picked out, out of the Psalms, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, giving thanks to him and praise his name. That's Psalms 100, verse 4. That's a psalm that we're all pretty familiar with. And then out of the New Testament, just one verse, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Interesting that you see here that we give thanks thanks to the father we give thanks through christ to the father so as we pray and jesus taught us that as we pray we pray in jesus name and we pray to our heavenly father so it's commanded in scripture and then the third thing is because of the dangers of being ungrateful it's really um, a characteristic of those who are not saved that do not know god that do not trust god being ungrateful takes our focus off of god puts it on ourselves and is and it's what characterizes those who do not honor god or recognize his eternal power and divine nature that's one of the things that the unsaved do they they're not thankful to god they don't recognize god's providence in this world they don't recognize and in romans 1 he's actually talking about creation but even looking at creation we should be able to recognize that god is the creator god that he's the one who does all these things, whether you look into the vastness of the universe or you look into our human body and how all that functions. Just take any portion about how your eye function or how your ears function or whatever it might be, any part, the intricacies of all that, we should be able to look at those things and the vastness of the universe and how things all work All those kind of things and be able to say there's a creator God who did these things. And we need to be careful that we recognize that because the unsaved don't do that. Then the second thing, um, being ungrateful is also one of many evil traits that Paul said would characterize people in the last days. If you were to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, you see that they're ungrateful is one of the things. They're unloving, they're unholy. And he lists this whole thing of things that characterize people in the last days we're in the last days not just because of what's going on in israel but we're in the last kind of days and so we're seeing the increase and i'm not i was going to read it but we won't take the time to read it um you can read that in second timothy you can see that all those different characteristics we see them prevalent in our world today prevalent in people's lives and one of those things is that they're ungrateful they don't thank God. There is common grace in our world that God gives every person air to breathe, food to eat. Um, he lets it rain on the just and the unjust. All these common graces, the joys of marriage, all these different things that have come from God, every person, not just his children, but every person experiences that's common grace that's called, and we should be, and they should be, thankful for those things too but they don't recognize that it's the god of heaven that is allowing all these things and so there's dangers for us to be ungrateful it gives us a a bitter spirit when we're not grateful so we should give thanks to god for who he is and for his sovereign activity and control over the universe what a hopeless world this world would be if all things had no purpose and were merely the product of time and chance. But as the psalmist said, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart, and I will tell of your wonders. And so having a thankful heart being able to tell God back to who He is—that's extolling God. It's not like we're telling God anything new, but it helps us remind the great, remind us of the greatness of our God. So, three different things we want to look at about giving thanks. So, there's a variety of verses. Um, some of them I've written out to so that you can read them. There's other ones that I noted. Um, that I would encourage you to go back and look at some of those, um, and so why we should give thanks. So, kind of a kind of an overall verse for that. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus as the Lord, so walk in Him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in Him, and established in your faith, just as you were instructed, and overflowing with gratitude what do you think of when you think of that word overflowing i think of like a big barrel that's got just full of water and it's just it's so full that it just keeps pouring out and pouring out and pouring out there's probably a lot of pictures that you have in your mind about something that is overflowing are you overflowing with gratitude does it just pour out of you are you just so thankful for all the things even the difficult things, because there's purposes that God has even in the most difficult things in our lives, and we all face them. Um, The way that James said it, he didn't say um, if you fall into various trials. He said when you fall into them. We will all fall into them. There will be all kinds. We talked a little bit about that last week, and so we need to be overflowing with gratitude. First, We should give thanks whenever we pray. Scripture teaches us by both illustration, and you can see those verses, and by direct admonishment that prayer should be accompanied by or offered in the context of thanksgiving. Every time we pray, it ought to be with a thankful heart. It ought to be expressing our thankfulness for what God does and who He is Thanksgiving turns our eyes from ourselves to the Lord that we might focus on Him and His sovereign plan and goodness for our lives. It helps us to see life through the perspective of God's principles, His promises, His provisions, and His purposes. This upward focus promotes faith and courage in every type of situation that we will eventually face. And so we should give thanks to god because of who he is and what he does and what he's accomplished on our behalf one of the things that expresses our priestly service to god we are believer priests the second verse under a there uh, let's read that one first Um, peter said this you are are also as living stones being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are believer priests. You can think of all the priests in the Old Testament. And it was through them that they approached God on behalf of the people. That is no longer for us as the church. Each individual person, every Christian, is a believer priest. That's what Peter's saying. We have access directly to God through jesus christ we don't have to go through another man another person we all have and so we are believer priests we are part of this priestly ministry and as such we can offer up spiritual sacrifices to god so all the sacrifices in the old testament whether they were a blood sacrifice they had um, grain offerings had all kinds of different kinds of offerings they had a thanksgiving offering Um, they had a peace offering um, they certainly had a sin offering so all these different offerings they burned incense um, within um, the uh, temple mount and with the, within the as they got closer to the holy of holies they had the candelabras they had the incense burners they had all these things and all that was picturing worship of God through sacrifices all the smoke that went up and all of that pictured that these things were done as a sacrifice to God We don't light things on fire. We give spiritual sacrifices, and that's what he's saying. Giving thanksgiving is a spiritual sacrifice. So when you thank God for what's going on in your life, when you thank God for the good things, when you thank God for who he is, um, that's a spiritual sacrifice. There's some other ones that I'll just mention if you want to write them down. You can look them up later. Uh, Revelations 8.3 says, When we pray, that's a spiritual sacrifice. I didn't put these in your notes. Um, Hebrews 13, 16 says that doing good and sharing is a spiritual sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that giving our body as a living sacrifice, that's a spiritual sacrifice. We give our body over to the Lord for him to use it in whatever way, whatever manner he wants. We become his servants we become his doulos. That's a, a, a Greek word for the word slave. It's his love slave. We are serving God because we love him. Um, so it's part of when we give thanks. Here's the verse Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Secondly, It's evidence of a spirit-filled life. When you give thanks to God, that comes from the Spirit of God. But being filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father. There it is again, through the Lord Jesus Christ to the Father. So when we give thanks, it's part of our spirit-filled life. When you're, you can always tell when you're not being filled by the Spirit, when you're not being um, guided by the Spirit. Paul said in Romans 8 that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. You can always tell when that's not happening, one key is you're not thankful. So when you get unthankful, you're gonna, you'll know right away I'm not being filled by the Spirit. I'm not being directed by the Spirit. Because the Spirit's not going to direct us to be unthankful, correct? Right? Last week I said in America this means yes, that means no. This means I have no idea what you said. So... It's part of being filled with the Spirit. It's evidence of a Spirit-filled life. And then thirdly, it's essential to experience God's peace. Listen to this verse. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There we go. Let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thankfulness is is essential for you to have peace if you have requests if you're praying and you're asking god to do this that or help in this way or give me wisdom or whatever it might be you need to accompany that with thanksgiving for what he's already done and for who he is and for his promises there's just so many things that we can be thankful for We need to, of all the people in the world, Christians need need to be and should be the most thankful people on the planet. So it's essential to experience God's peace. If you don't have peace, even in the midst of difficulties, here we're going through this whole ordeal, all of us are, with, with Mark it's difficult. He just had surgery again. He's Now he's starting over in the healing process. There's some good things about what happened. They found some things that they were able to, to fix and, and and help him to get on the men. He didn't go home and then have to come back and have fix these things. And so there's some good things that happened, but we're all going through this. But as you pray for Mark and other things that are in your life, you begin to have peace about it. There's a it's a relaxed concern. The concern for Mark or for whatever situation that you have doesn't just go away, but you're relaxed about it because you have God's peace, that sense of tranquility, that sense that God's in control. He knows what he's doing. We can't have that if we're not thankful for what God does. So it's essential for God's peace. And then A second category is when should we give thanks? Here's a verse, kind of overarching verse. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. We need to persevere in giving thanks. Jesus said in Uh, luke 18 1 pray and don't faint that's the king james or pray and don't lose heart in other words pray and don't give up pastor friend of mine you just say you're either praying or you're fainting if you're not praying then you're losing heart prayer is such an important part of our lives Prayer is like breathing to us. If you stop breathing, that's not a good thing, right? In America, yeah, there you go. Okay, you're getting it now. You're getting it. I'm bringing you along. Um, If you're not praying, that's not a good thing. If you're not praying, then you're fainting. You're losing heart. You're giving up. If you're praying, it shows you that you're trusting God. You don't have all the answers but god does so when should we give thanks we should get we should give always give thanks in everything and for everything when we give thanks regularly it helps us to focus on the sovereignty of god you notice i'm using this term sovereignty of god that means god's in control he's all powerful he knows what he's doing nothing is outside of god's control it doesn't matter what's happening it doesn't matter what meetings are happening in the nations it doesn't matter what our president's thinking saying or the group of people that are around him it doesn't matter what any leader is doing it doesn't matter any of those things because god is in control he's sovereign no one can thwart him no one can change his plan that's his sovereignty our father is is a sovereign God who loves us and has a perfect plan for our lives. When we give thanks regularly, it helps us to focus on the sovereignty of God and the fact that He is in control and working all things together for good, regardless of how they might seem to us in our limited perspective. While all things may not seem to be good, God uses them for good, the good of making us like His Son— There's a purpose, there's a reason for all the different things that happen in our lives, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, from the people that are in our lives to the situations in our lives to what happened at work or in our neighborhood, every circumstance in our life, God is working those things all together for our good. It has the idea of harmonizing, putting all those things in harmony to God's plan and His will. That's a God that we can trust. That's a God that we should be praying to. That's a God that we should be giving thanks to. Also, since a spirit of thanksgiving keeps our eyes on the Lord, it also keeps us alert and promotes an eagerness to go to God in prayer to lay our burdens down and and those of others at his feet. And we should always give thanks because it protects us from the dangers and consequences of being ungrateful that um, I already mentioned here. So, when should we give thanks? It should be spontaneous. It 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 just happens all the time. Everything that comes up, I mean, just on the spur of a moment. You just think, man, I'm so thankful for that. God, thank you for that. It should be spontaneous. Paul said this, and he said this a lot. I thank my God on every remembrance, every time he thought about, and this one was to um, the people at Philippi, the Philippians. He said, every time I think of you, I give thanks for you. Every time you think of Mark, you need to give thanks. Besides praying for him, give thanks for Mark or whoever it might be, people in your life, things that God has done. When that crosses your mind again, you give God thanks for that. There's just something supernatural that happens in our life when we're thankful people. It should be spontaneous. It should be continuous. Here's the verse. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God. There's that formula again. You pray in the name of, in the person of, in the character of Christ to God the Father. We're... Our relationship is with our heavenly father through christ so it should be continuous always giving thanks in every circumstance giving thanks in every moment of every day that you are thinking about the things of god giving god thanks you know when you, we've all know the the verse pray without ceasing you think well how do i do that i mean Gosh, I mean, I don't. There's not enough stuff that I could think of to pray that long. I mean, I have to probably trouble praying for five minutes. No, it's as things come up. That's the idea. Always have an attitude of prayer. So as things come up, you see an accident on the freeway or whatever. Right then, Father, help those people. the The people that are coming, the the police, the fire department, the the people who are in the ambulance. Give them wisdom to know about the on your mouth on your lips in your brain at all times you have this attitude of prayer that you can go to the father at any time you don't have to be on your knees and please if you're driving don't close your eyes okay um always giving thanks it should be continuous and then it should be tenacious in other words don't don't give up in everything give thanks and this is why we give thanks for everything For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We give thanks for even the difficult things because that's God's will for us at that time. We give thanks for the good things because that's God's will for us. So it should be spontaneous. It should be continuous. It should be tenacious. Don't miss an opportunity to give thanks. And then thirdly, how can we consistently be thankful Here's the verse. For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. Being consistently thankful gives glory to God. So how can we do that? What are some practical things that can help us to be thankful all the time. Out of Colossians chapter 3, there's three verses that are right in a row, and each one of them talks about being thankful. It's really interesting the three things he says. The first thing he says is, Let the peace of Christ rule your heart. Here's the verse Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful the peace of christ we have peace with god romans 5 1 says that in other words we're not at enmity with god once you become a christian he is your father now there's no more separation that's why we can be believer priests that's why we can go to the father at any time so we have peace with god and we can have the peace of god and within that peace when you have peace in your life Because you're thankful, you can make better decisions. He says here, let the peace of Christ rule in your life. The idea is be an umpire in your life. Umpires, those who, and actually it was used, it was a word used of those um, who were over sporting events um, in ancient times, they were umpires, they were arbitrators, they decided who could run and who couldn't if you didn't do what was right, if you didn't come prepared, if you didn't have, you hadn't been training, if you hadn't done the things that are needed. Um, in our day and age, it would be the person who does the drug test to make sure that the people that are running haven't been taking the you know, drugs that they shouldn't be. Or the people that look, watch the lines were like an umpire in baseball. He's, well, you have one on the foul line. And so he's, he's going to make the judgment if that ball was fair or foul. Um, they're going to make judgments about strikes or, or balls. Uh, in football, where are they going to place the ball? All these guys are umpires. They, they make judgments. Um, and that's the picture here. And what he's saying here is let peace, your peace with God and the peace that you have because you're thankful, let those... let that peace in your life help you make the judgment because when you're all stirred up on the inside when you don't have peace because you're not thankful you can't make a good decision doesn't that make sense we've all had to make important decisions and we're, we're in turmoil over them we don't know all this kind of stuff and certainly lots of decisions we make we don't know for sure that's why we pray and we ask for wisdom and as you pray and as you seek God and as you realize that God is in control and you're asking him, God, I need to make a decision here. Help me to make the best decision. You have peace in your life. You're more likely to make the right decision that God wants you to make than if you're in turmoil and you're not trusting God and you're not thanking God. Doesn't that make sense? Isn't that practical? Again, where are we at? We're in America, right? This is yes. This is Okay. Yes. Yes just checking, Uh, you know, as a preacher, as a pastor, you want to make sure the people you're preaching are alive. And one of the way I can tell that is, you know, I can see you breathing, you're shaking your head, you're doing this, whatever. Okay, that just helps me. Um, But if you're not moving at all, I'm still going to preach. So, yeah. I preached one, a couple different times at a uh, rest home, at a facility, and I asked the guy the first time, I said, well, when when will uh when will I, how long do I have and he goes you'll you'll know when you're done and I said why is that And he said because everybody will be asleep and so and sure enough three quarters of the place went to sleep because they're warm and they just got fed and we bring them a snack and you know you get going and pretty soon everybody in the wheelchair their head was down and yeah so but so even if you fall asleep I'm going to finish Um, So let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. That's the first practical step. The second practical step, how can we consistently be thankful, is let the word of Christ fill your heart. Here's the verse. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness, in your hearts let the word of christ richly dwell it means to settle down and feel at home by reading the word by studying the word by meditating on the word by praying over the word um, it has the idea of abiding settling down finding a place in your life where it brings you comfort it's like sitting in that comfortable chair that you have at the house You know, sitting in that recliner. We used to have a recliner. I told people, don't sit there because you will not be in there for two minutes and you'll fall asleep. In fact, Mark, he came over and said, don't sit there, Mark, because you'll just go right to sleep. Boom, he went right to sleep. There's this comfortableness of when when we're familiar with God's word and we're reading it and we're studying it and we're looking at it all, and we're thinking about it, we're meditating upon it. When the the Word of God, when the Word of Christ settles down and feels at home, you're going to be thankful because what you're going to be doing is responding to the truths of God's Word. So let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the Word of Christ fill your heart. And then lastly, let the name of Christ be on your heart. Here's the verse. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. There's our formula again. You give thanks through Christ to God the Father. And if Christ's name is on your heart, that is who he is, his character, what he's done. Um, When when Christ's name is on your heart, whatever you do, here it says, in word or deed. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, whether you eat or drink, that is, whatever you're doing, do it in the name of Christ. When you're ministering to somebody, when you're um, giving in the offering, when you're, whatever it is that you're doing, when you make that phone call to that person that's not been feeling well, or you're checking up on them, um, when you write that note, Whatever it is that you do, when you come down here for the ladies' fellowship and you're decorating, you do all of it in the name of Christ. You do it for His glory, for His honor, and you're thankful in the midst of it. So all those things, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, let the word of Christ fill your heart, and let the name of Christ be on your heart. All those things are very practical ways that you can be Thankful, and it gives you this thankful attitude, an attitude of gratitude. So we're all familiar with Psalms 100. And I thought we would just stand and we're just going to close um, the, this part. We're going to sing one more song. And we're going to close, if you would stand, and we're going to just read this together. This is one of many of the Psalms that talks about being thankful. This is a real a great worship song. So let's do this together. Shout, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. He who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name for the lord is good his loving kindness is everlasting and faithfulness to all generations let's pray father thank you thank you that you are so good to us thank you that you are sovereign thank you that you know what you're doing thank you that you sent your son you demonstrated your love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He took our place. He took our penalty. He took what we deserved. And then you gave us what he deserved because of his righteous life. Father, you gave us his righteousness. And so, Father, there are so many things to be thankful for. There are so many things that we need to do, Father, in thankfulness to you help our lives the way that we live them what we do what we say where we go all of those things help our lives to say thank you because you deserve that father teach us may your spirit remind us father we want to give you honor and glory father we want to be a thankful people and so we need your help we know we fall short many times in this we need your help. I pray for your people here. I pray for this congregation. Thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for their love for you and for your son. Thank you for their love for Mark and Jenny. And thank you for their prayers for them. And so, Father, we just give you thanks. There's so many things. We could just read through your word. There would be so many different things that we could give thanks to you for. We pray, Father. As we close with this last song, we ask, Father, that you just fill us with your spirit and that we would live thankful lives. Help us, we pray. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.